Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code the Zone 125 You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. There it is. The almighty Foo Fighters for the almighty Barry Richter. Come on, Barry. What's up, guys? How are you living today, brother? How are you doing, man? Well, I missed you last week. I know you were out, you know, traveling to what? You're Milwaukee, I think, and... I was doing correspondence for the Olympics. (laughs) I was on on site. You you made your way all the way to Beijing and back? Yeah. I had to think about this for a second. I had to do a little... uh, I did a little duty. How'd that go for you? Yeah, Yeah, it was good. good. The flight was all right and everything? Yeah. Rumor said that he actually borrowed one of uh, Strobel's one-man planes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. That might have been an Amelia Earhart then, Rowdy. I don't know if you've ever seen Barry again if that was... We dropped him off at British Columbia on the way. He, he was out. He was out from Wednesday to Tuesday scouting out in uh, British Columbia. So he was he was gone quite a long time last week. No, real quick on Strobes, and I sh- should ask him one of these times. But if there's a the Strobes ever miss games to be on the recruiting trail sometimes, or is he there for every game? Sometimes, but very rarely. How I mean, is so that? They, they try to recruit like the Sunday to Thursday. Um, the recruiting but, but, stuff is so nuts to me. Like, yeah. I don't know how, like, you have a life outside of hockey. I guess you don't really do, do you? You don't. I mean, these college coaches are, whether it's football, basketball, hockey, I mean, they're out they're out and uh, out and about. But it all depends on when the season is, too. I mean, uh, I mean, if the season extends a little bit. And sometimes hockey plays in August, so they can go yeah. see games there. And August and September, it's a little off season for them. So, so uh, Richter, yeah. before we dive into all this and talk some Olympics, Badger Hockey's off this weekend, but uh, talk some Olympics and, you know, Badger Hockey and whatnot. Uh, Aaron Rodgers making the rounds. I want I want to ask you any specific <laughs> stuff, okay? But my question is, you know, uh, a lot of people want to get off uh, on Aaron Rodgers on this this cleanse that he has done, the twelve day cleanse. Uh, a professional athlete that you were in the NHL, did you guys ever have like crazy like training regimens or diets or? Well, I mean, it, you know, I'm a little bit older, so I think our only cleanse was to just not lift weights for like a month. This is not <laughs> just not to do after the season. You just go on vacation, decompress, decompress. Have some cocktails, enjoy it, relax, <laughs> you know, eat some food that maybe you don't get to eat all the time. Sure. And that was your cleansing back in the day. <laughs> so that was, uh, but nowadays, I mean, everyone's so in tune to their body, and this takes it to a whole other level. Well, it's pretty obviously. crazy. You talk about some of those guys way before you, it's like they work jobs in the off season. Yeah. They smoke and, cigarettes between periods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you talk about basically the taking a cleanse. lot of the off season off. Now you have guys that are like, Hey, I took one or two weeks off. I'm right back into it. Yeah. And then they do it for like 10, 15 years. They do. They got their chefs. They got everything. What about now for you, Barry? I mean, you're slim and trim, dude. You're looking, you're looking good. <laughs> you're obviously hitting the weights. I, I see the muscles popping. Are you on any cleanses now or anything? No, no. I, I mean, I actually just, you just eat just, healthy. You sort of just, uh, okay, I'm not, just not going to eat meat for a day. Yeah. No, it's like two not, days. You can't I'm not going to hit much. up the, the, the fast food like three times this week yeah. or something. Maybe you that's know? all it is. Maybe I just need more sleep. You there eat you go. Got to eat your veggies. You just stay stay in tune with your body. Got to eat your, your veggies. Eat your veggies. Yep. Just none, Don't good, eat too much. Good enough workout. Have some pizza once in a while. Once in a while, just to keep your body pizza guessing. Actually, healthier than a lot of people think. Yeah. Cheese. Not that it's healthy. Tomatoes. 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 Little peppers on there. Mostly just tomatoes, I'd say. (laughs) A lot of carbs. I I don't know if that's a good thing, though. Sometimes you need those. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so, Bear, before we dive into the Olympics really quick. So, I mean, Wisconsin hockey, it's... You know, it's a season that's a little left to be desired this year. Um, it lost, in, you know, a lot of scoring and whatnot from last year. You look at this as an opportunity. You got uh, what's the coming off that uh, two losses to Notre Dame, then nothing going on. You got Minnesota about coming up here. Yep, this is coming up there, right? So I mean, this it's, weekend, yeah. this weekend. Oh yeah, this so, weekend. Excuse me, I mean, they were off. And then this you weekend. throw everything out the window. They were off. Excuse me. You got it. It's 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 pride now, right? It's mm-hmm. uh, that's what it comes down to. It's just you're playing for pride, border battle, and this is it, right? And this is it. And then you get into Big Ten playoffs. They're obviously going to yeah. be on the road. Yeah. And they're either going to play, I think, and, Notre Dame or yeah. Ohio State. And, I mean, you really want to at least steal one this weekend. Yeah. Because then you play Notre Dame, which I think they have a matchup better against than Ohio State. So they could, yeah, I mean, I think it happened. And there's a little bit of parity. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's, 
you know, as I was sort of reflecting on the season, as we looked back on it, and we had some tough conversations, right? It's, yeah. uh, I it's, think we're going to have a couple more tough ones. It's, too. it's difficult, and so you have. I just looked at it, and their and their win loss record. They had two stretches where it was six in a row, and then seven in a row. Yeah, I think there's a tie in the seven row, but still, they didn't win in seven games. So you put those stretches in the middle of the season. I mean, you just can't do that. You can't lose six in a row. You can't lose seven in a row. You can't snowball. Having, you We've can't, been talking about snowballing, right? You just yeah. can't do that. So that's that's something that just... Uh, well, as, 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 as losses can snowball, can win snowball then? Yeah, you bet, man. Okay. You and bet. It's, did, it goes both ways. Uh, it has to, right? It's the yin we and the just, yang. We were, well, we were just talking about RJ on the way up. Oh, we were talking about coaching, yeah. right? Yeah, we were talking about how uh, since the Canadians went to... Uh, uh, Martin St. Louis. Martin St. Louis and called up some other guys from their AHL team, and now Cole Caulfield's on a little bit of a run. Dude, he did it. And, yeah, yeah. that sick 10-second into the OT winner. He's a he had, I mean, So he just needed a better yeah. – talk about coaching. You have a different coach comes in, and all of a sudden he gives you confidence. Snowball, right? Yep, Goes yep, the other way. Yep, the, yep. The, the Caulfield feels yep. good about himself, and there, and he's producing. Yeah, Doesn't feel good about himself. Well, You're not he's a piece of, you know what I mean, and then and then they get sent down to the minors, and he's not. I mean, that's just. It's I don't know how they. How would they say that in uh, in Quebec? What would be the French version of calling someone POS? Uh, POSA. <laughs> can I say it? <laughs> Tabernacle. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure, you can say it. You can say it, Bear. Uh, I know it. We'll I, have to put the French explicit yeah. thing on. The I know it in. Um, I think it's Russian. Jopa. That means ass. So. Splasiba is uh, thank you in okay. Russian. Uh, Nazdarovia is like a cheers. Ooh, yeah, that sounds pretty oh. good. Privyet. Any Norwegian? I'm Norwegian, yeah. Privyet. Cock- Skull. Cocktaila is hello, how are you? Privyet. Cocktaila. Wow. You say worldly. Yeah. Evil's worldly. Well, there was, there was a time when uh, Barry Richter, I worked uh, at Macy's for a little bit when I was uh, going to school, and there was a lot of uh, uh, Russian women in the makeup department, and I always would talk to them. And they tried to they tried to teach me some Russian along the way, there so yeah, so that's how I learned it. All right, so Barry Richter joining us right now. So Wisconsin hockey, we'll see against Minnesota. It's it's yeah. it's you know, we'll have some more. I hope not tough conversations moving forward, but something's got to something's got to. Yeah, be an t- article came out last Saturday. I think it was. Uh, yeah, I saw that. I read that. You know, like questions. There's a lot of questions. That yeah, questions, and they're gonna they're gonna look at that stuff after the season. So let's just try to finish strong, focus, and uh, you know let you know Macintosh has got a. Got to review everything. I don't know, you know, who knows what. It was pretty high level in the article. I think it's. Uh, well, one thing that uh, a lot of people talk about is like the young kids, like the one and dones versus like your three or four year players. Next year, I know it's it's a long ways away from next hockey season, but do they have guys that are going to be sticking around? Do they have a nice crop of incoming players? Yeah, I was at uh, the Madison Capitals game on Friday. USHL, and that's where that's pretty much a breeding ground for is Division it, One. Is a dollar beer night still on Fridays? Some it of might them? have been. Some I might have been. I was with my son, so <laughs> oh, <that's, laughs> it was dollar Mountain Dew night. Okay, gotcha. I'll say which son. So yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. So uh, at you, Blake. Dexheimer, there's a, there's a kid named uh, Dexheimer on the team, a defenseman that just looks like he would be a great. He's a puck moving defenseman. You know, he's not going to be a first rounder, but he's going to be someone that can help out in the blue line and the power play. Yeah. That'll be here for at least three years, four mm-hmm. years. You know, he's not going to be here and, for one season. So and yeah, they do two, have those two kids. Two weeks ago, coming. you were talking about have, needing to have those kids. So when you have the the class that just left, where you had a whole bunch of underclassmen and all your scoring leave, you don't have to try to mm-hmm. build a whole new class that replaces that. You have those guys in place. Now, does Absolutely. that come as a surprise? Like, did that come as a... I was reading the article that you were referring to and Granado talking about, like, it kind of came as a surprise of all those guys leaving. Is it truly a surprise when you're that good to, like... He like, might have. He might have thought that some of them, like maybe two of them, might have stayed. Like, how do you combat that? Like, obviously, you, know, you don't there's know some that COVID in there too. Yeah. A little bit of COVID hangover, not knowing what's going on, and and then being having the ability to keep them. And I just don't know how you combat that, though. It's like obviously you want those guys to have success. That means you're having success, and then but then the more success you have, the more you're going to get like looks at for the next level. Yeah, so like, he, had a couple, you... he had some good scoring seniors too that left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that may might have been able was, to come back. Was Pelton Bice one yep. they really thought would be back? Yeah, Pelton Bice could have came back, and but you know, I mean, he was ready to turn pro. I think yeah. he was twenty five. Yep. He's a little bit older, so I think it was time for him to move on. But and that goes back to the recruiting, though, right? But when you have so many guys that are leaving, it's like, okay, well, some of these guys we hope grow up faster, like in front of our eyes. But it's like, how do you how do you know? You know, it's tough. I mean, uh, I was just looking at the roster of recruits 
um, over the years, and these kids are committing at a very young age. So it's it's it, how do they develop? Yeah, you know, over the course of the years, and when they go to the USHL, it's very very difficult. So it's a a little bit of a gamble, and but you know what, uh, Duluth is doing it. Minnesota Duluth is doing it. St. Cloud State, Mankato mm-hmm. State, Bemidji State. So why not uh, Wisconsin can do the same thing? We can do the same recipe uh, because I I really truly believe this university and the atmosphere and everything and the facilities. The Under Armour gear that you get, yeah, all yeah. the stuff you get is and, first class here at Wisconsin. And, and, so we and you mentioned those teams, and they're almost doing it kind of like Wisconsin basketball. You yeah. like, like yeah. Duluth has had one of the most the oldest teams in college hockey for the past few years now, and crazy how they keep making the Frozen Four. Yeah, um, and you That's know, a, so you know, they're probably older than some NHL team. <laughs> I guarantee that one yeah, gets thrown are. out there Like all the Badgers the when they're older than the NBA <laughs> yeah. team. You talk about, yeah. like, the COVID stuff, and I think one thing you've seen in the last couple of years with COVID is a lot of those guys that are fringe guys are leaving mm-hmm. because you don't want to deal with all of the, well, especially the last two years, are we going to play? Is it going to be a shortened season? Let me just get to the pros where it's really yeah. not affecting our game, where then you have, like, the for the basketball side, the Brad Davisons of the world, they're like, hey, I'm coming back, and if he could, I bet he'd try and get a sixth year. Yeah, he'll just go right into coaching. But you know what I'm saying? It's like all those guys that are clearly four-year guys that might have the ability right. in hockey and basketball to play overseas but not necessarily NHL, mm-hmm. those are the guys that are sticking around four, five, six years. A lot of the guys that maybe have been second, third-year players, they're like, hey, I'm going and getting my money now. I'm not dealing with COVID in college. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so there. We'll 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 discuss more of this as the season ends here after this Even weekend, man. and, and yeah. then the Big Ten tournament, obviously. Uh, but when it comes to Olympic hockey, Barry Richter, no stranger to Olympic hockey, uh, Bear Team USA stunned Slovakia. Stunned. Oh, that was tough. Slovakia. Slovakia is good. I mean, they had some good teams. Quarterfinal, man. They had some good teams in those uh, in the Olympics, and so. Slovakia got their first bronze medal. Yeah. So, I mean, they're no slouch. That was the first bronze medal in their team history. And uh, you look at the, you know, USA, Team USA, they won all the preliminary games and they played well, came down to it, 40 seconds left in the game, you know, didn't have the backdoor post covered. And all of a sudden they, they scored to tie it. And then, mm-hmm. and then anything goes. And they were, they were missing one of their skilled defensemen, Sanderson, who's a first rounder. Um, was a really, really good player that you're going to see. Plays for North Dakota. That was the out, you know, and then you get in this three-on-three three deal. So it's not five-on-five <laughs> five anymore on the ice. It's all of a sudden three-on-three, three, and then there's shootouts. Yep. So it's it's just a little bit different than NHL playoff hockey where you're, we're just going five-on-five, five and we're going to decide it that way, which that that is the best way yeah. to do it. And if you're playing for medals, they should have changed I the agree. rules. Yeah, Preliminary agree. rounds, I get, but... When you're playing for medals, they should go right to five on five and and duke it out. And whoever's the best team, five on five. It's like after TJ Oshie just schooled everybody (laughs) in uh, how to do penalties. Yeah, penalty shots. And they're like, no, no, no. He he can't do it anymore. We're changing the rule. Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) I mean, the NHL opted out, obviously, of Winter Olympics. And then it was all, what, basically NCAA players, Mm -hmm. uh, essentially. If NHL doesn't opt out, are we talking about USA taking gold then, I'd assume? Uh, They'd be up there. I mean, they had a really good. They were. Really positive about their team. They had yeah. a lot of good young players and the NHL players that for that could play for Team USA. And I heard this rumor. I don't know. You might have the research department get on it, but uh, that maybe they're going to play in the summer. Yeah, the oh. NHL told the Olympics if you ever want NHL players back, hockey needs to become an, a summer Olympic sport. Why not? I guess the world's basketball. the world's crazy as it is, anyways. Why not have ba- hockey in summer? Basketball's in the summer. Yeah, you got. I mean, hell, Arizona State's got a, a successful Wrestling's college in the summer. hockey That's a winter program. Sport here. Yeah, you could you could play hockey in the summer. Yeah. So I mean, that that might be a way to do it to get around it and get mm-hmm. the best players on the ice. And but still, it was just great hockey. It was just really really good to see. Uh, you know, I think it was uh, Finland won the gold medal over the Russians, and you know they haven't won a gold medal. Yeah, and uh, and they had a really good solid team. So a lot of parity. Um, What's, uh, I don't want to. Uh, you did. You got a lot of notes there, Bear. Yeah, what research. Else, what, I did some research. What else for you got? I don't want to. I want to make sure um, your research all comes to fruition here. What else? You're you're very sure good it. at taking the reins here sometimes <laughs> and asking questions and whatnot. No, I don't have any questions. I just. Uh, uh, I what else you got on there? I, I want to know. I don't want to miss well, anything. Uh, you you, okay. Um, yeah. You know what? You talk about the U.S. game. Yeah. They had a five on three. They didn't score on the That's, five on three. How is you that know? possible? So they're up two one. They score on the five on three. They don't. They didn't do it. And on a five on three, you must 
you got to execute. If it's if it's more than yeah. 30 seconds, you got to execute. And that could have put them at 3-1, game over, moving on to the gold medal game. So, so things like this, my man. Little wrinkles in time that are like, man, yeah. what could have been, what could have been. What else you got on that list? That's about it. That's uh, about it? I mean, you got a lot of chicken scratch Eagles looking there. fresh. No, well, I'm tra- Barry, you're the one. Look, look at this. Look at this dude over here. Look at the gray. I'm, I'm a big fan of the color gray, black. Yeah, yeah, all right. Bear's got the friggin'. Style going That's on today. That's it. I gotta get back into work. <laughs> nah, I, don't, I, don't. I do. I have, I have a question for the Olympic. Work. How did Just like a, a lot of those? I'm not a huge like hockey history buff. How did a lot of those uh, European countries, like the like former Yugoslavia nations, how did they become so good at hockey? Because they're those? not necessarily in the. You won't be. You know, like the Scandinavian peninsulas, which all those teams are playing hockey and then you have like Russia and their Soviet Union blocks but that didn't really reach into that area yet they still have really good hockey yeah you have I mean you have Czech it was Czechoslovakia right and then Czech obviously you have Czech and then Slovakia two different countries mm-hmm. now so they have a really good his- history in terms of program I mean they're right in the Russian very very Russian type of players and everything so you're gonna ha- always have those those teams on the forefront and they sort of come and go you're always gonna have the Swedes the Finns are gonna be always in there um I don't think Yugoslavia really had a good team (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like that that yeah but they're but they're you you know the Czechs the Slovaks um were always always very very good and now you're seeing the German team like team Switzerland team Germany who are very they're on the sort of lower half the B division in Olympics in terms of hockey are starting to get on the forefront so I tell you that game. The game of hockey is in a good spot. I mean, NHL is in a great spot. There's a lot of creative players. I mean, you've seen this Trevor Zegras, who's just absolutely uh, unbelievable with the puck in the NHL for the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, just a wizard out there. So it's you, great. It's great you, to watch. It's it's crazy for me to see the game transfer mm-hmm. transform into this. Uh, you can say from from when you you're playing days to now, it's like. Are you like? Do you recognize it? Obviously, you recognize it. But is it like? What's the game transformed into? You? I mean, at the end of the day, you still have to <clears throat> compete. You still got to be able to play defense and, yeah. and make sure you grab bodies and sticks and all that stuff was the same when I played. Well, <clears throat> I have know, a good question for you, actually. A little faster. Obviously, everyone's. It's just the same thing in every sport: faster, stronger, they're more accurate. Their shots. I was thinking about this skill. on the on the drive in, and I just I took another sip of coffee. It dawned on me. Like I get that it went yeah, back you in. Got that coffee going today too, bud. Don't I lost you? my my if my wife's listening, she's gonna kill me because she just bought me a new don't mug. Say it. Don't I say it. I lost my mm. new mug along the way oh. somewhere yesterday. I got. I think it might be in my office. <laughs> might but, be headed to the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> Bear Sunday. Obviously, we saw what happened at the Cole Center. You know, there was animosity. Yeah. And then there was, was John awesome. Howard swinging at Joe Krabenhoff. In. In hockey. Hockey fight broke out there. So in hockey, you can beat each other's ass on the ice. Like, they let you go at it for a while until they separate you. Um, it's, you know, hockey's it's a hard-hitting sport. It's probably the hardest-hitting sport. There's a sport. lot of honor. I mean, if you ever watch, so all the listeners out there, if you watch, like, a hockey fight between two, you know, tough guys that go after it, and there's a reason why they're fighting. Either they're trying to spark their team or someone hit one of their players dirty, and then, okay, now you got to answer the bell. Mm-hmm. And then there's a fight. So when you have two guys that are doing it, that's sort of their job to do. And it's not so much like that right now, but what they, you, you see the fight, and then all of a sudden they tap each other, like they give each other a nod. So that's my question you know for I mean? you. It's, like, like they, 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 it's a very honorable thing. Is, uh, so you have a cheap shot on someone. Someone comes in, the enforcer or whoever it is, to protect whoever got shot, the shot or whatever, and you, don't, you throw it down. And then the nod happens. There's a sign of mutual respect. You continue to play the game. Is there then the handshake line at the end, like, is it is it cordial? Is it like hey? Well, there's no handshaking and only in playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Yep. There's no handshake and only in playoffs is when they. Start I do feel like Greg Gard had it had it got into a hockey fight really would have struggled to get the jersey over Jawan yeah, Howard. He might have needed. He might have needed some help. <laughs> Rick Kravinov could have took care of that. No, I I the sense I get from you, Barry, and I'm the same way. I think I think you're more of a lover than a fighter. But on the ice, yep. On the ice, have you ever been in a little Donnybrook? Yeah. Okay. Did you? Couple, what's the Richter go to? Not move? as many as I should have been, but you know, what's that's the because Richter? I had a six foot five partner that <laughs> took care of me. What's the Richter go to? Does the, the, the glove drop first? Does you it, just go as fast? Does as the it, jersey? I didn't do it many times, but once you do it, you just go. 
And what, you like, don't even think. You, don't, you, you just, just go. Reaction? Yeah. When, and the real true fighters have technique. <laughs> and so it looks like better, they boxed before. Yeah, what you're doing, <laughs> if you don't know what you're doing, you just go as fast as you can, and hopefully you just both fall. Okay. <laughs> and you just kind of tussle? Yeah, it is like did that. You throw, did Breaker throw the gloves? Or, like, what? If you remember, did you, you throw the gloves? You, or was you it? don't remember anything okay. when it happens when you don't do very it very often. Very sticking the high road. You don't do very sticking the high road for us. you don't do it very often. It's not like you sit there and... You know, do I always like the guy shuffle and Rowdy brought it up. I love the guy who takes the jersey and throws it over the head and then starts doing the the the. That's why they got tie downs now. Yeah, <laughs> they do have tie, they have things that tie down yep. in the back. The jersey the over the head and then you do uppercuts to the face. Like that's, that's, you, yep. that's the guy. I've actually seen that used out on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you the story. It's hilarious. In in college, I just like, want to see Rick. Do I've this. been to one game uh, where I've seen some... a fight like that break out. Um, it was a Wisconsin Anchorage game and it happened in the handshake line. Like, <laughs> like it was an overtime loss for Wisconsin. I, and this is while I was in college and I can't remember, um, which year, but so they're going through the line and all of a sudden, like two guys just look at each other and it's like, it would have been like yeah. in game, but apparently something happened at some point and then every, it, and it looked like Christmas cause you got, the Badgers in red and white. You got Anchorage in green, yellow, and white, and they're just stuffed all <laughs> over the place. Red and, and green. Were you ever like in something like that? Because I know Where it's a, just a big line brawl. That North Dakota Wisconsin water bottle incident water happened bottle before your time. The key to those line brawls is to grab someone smaller than you. <laughs> that and is just not as interested as all other guys, right? Okay. <laughs> and then you watch. Yeah. So you're like, and you sit right. there and you just watch. I'm not interested. You're not interested. I, I let's kind of just, let's just kind of grab each other let's, and skate a little yeah, bit. Exactly. Let's go over here. Save some watch. punches. And then you just watch. And you sit there Love and you talk it. a little do, bit. Like, do a couple of these. Where should you go after the game? You know, <laughs> what, like, hey, what uh, pub you should go to. Yeah, don't throw a punch. I don't throw a punch. You want to get a beer out to this? That's yeah. what you do. You just sit there and dance a little bit. <laughs> Again, we're lovers, not fighters. You and I, Barry. Evil. Yeah, we're lovers. Love you, man. We're I love lovers. you. Much man. love, Richter. There he is. And you would never have known those notes. I read them over. That dude, you were a broadcasting pro. You went down those without, like, without hesitation. It was seamless, smooth for you. Aaron Charles Rogers has spoken. And not much was really said uh, when it comes to his future with the Green Bay Packers. Rogers on the Pat McAfee show yesterday. Uh, Rowdy and I were watching in uh, our office, and Rowdy, Pat McAfee had what uh, was it? Uh, Ian Rappaport on, and there was probably anywhere from seventy to ninety thousand people watching uh, when um, Ian Rappaport was on uh, talking about it. And then when it got inch closer and closer to noon, when Rogers was set to join Pat McAfee. That's when uh, when Rogers first popped on. What was there like a hundred and forty thousand people watching? Yeah, I was gonna say it was over a hundred and thirty-five. Like a hundred and thirty-five to a hundred and forty thousand people watching to see what Aaron Rodgers would say and do. Well, the first thing essentially out of Aaron Rodgers' mouth was, "If you're tuning in to find out my future, I ain't got nothing for you. I have yet to decide." And before he even came on. I yep. tapped you and said, well, this will be pretty predictable. He probably won't say anything. Exactly. And he said, well, he said a lot of things, just not on really the future of his, uh, of his, his life in the NFL. He didn't say anything about, you know, playing with the Packers or forcing his way to another team with a trade or retirement. Uh, he was asked though about the Instagram post that he had. Now we, we were talking about it yesterday, Rowdy, before the Pat McAfee show, it seemed like to, to us or to me anyways, I guess I never did. I ask you what you thought of it, uh, Aaron Rodgers. To me, I thought maybe drank a little too much liquor and got in his feelings and started talking about you know Shailene Woodley and and his his friends have gone gone by. And I thought he was in his feelings, you know, like uh, just going through some emotions. What did you think it was? Did you think of anything of it? Well, yesterday I said that I'm not taking anything. Oh from yeah, it. that's what it was. It's yeah. just kind of a post of appreciation. It is kind of what it is. It doesn't make me lean one way to he's retired yeah. or he's coming back. I think it's just. It was just a post. Yeah. And then Rogers uh, talked about what the post actually was. And he (laughs) was feeling a lot of gratitude. And the gratitude that he had, Rowdy, was because he had just got off of a 12-day cleanse. And Rogers now is taking a lot of jokes, a lot of cracks uh, on social media over this 12-day cleanse that he had done. It's called uh, Panchakarma. It is a cleanse that uh, originates, what, from India, 
It's been around over 3,000 years, and it is a cleanse of the gods, uh, essentially. I was, I was reading about it yesterday after Rogers had said what it was. I was reading about it. It's a cleanse of the gods. It's been around for over 3,000 years. It's still widely practiced uh, for essentially meditation and realigning oneself and helping with injuries. It's Eastern medicine. and Western medicine is all about um, throwing medication at a problem and never getting to the root cause of it. Well, Eastern medicine is about prevention and getting to the root cause of a problem to try and nip it in the butt instead of just always being on medication your whole life, which is Western medication. So, Rowdy, Panchakarma was this cleanse that Rogers did. Um, we looked it up, and it's it's a wild one. I, I'm going to go on a limb and say I don't know if uh, you would do this, Rowdy. I don't even know if I would do it. I've done things close, not close to it, but things that are in it, but another not, nothing like this. Uh, do you know what ghee is, Rowdy? It's, it's very clarified butter. It's like super butter. So ghee is clarified butter. You do three days of ghee thera- uh, therapy. You consume ghee, and ghee is widely used in cooking in India. Uh, you consume ghee until you evacuate at both ends. Uh, one day of therapeutic vomiting. Sounds like a night out after a college party. Um, have you ever got food poisoning? Yeah, I have. Sounds pretty close. <laughs> so you, you eat this ghee until you uh, you know vomit and crap yourself a bunch, and then it's one day of therapeutic vomiting, one day of laxative therapy, three days of herbal drops in your nose, and there's many days of enemas. You ever done an enema, Rowdy? No, I have. It's uh, it's interesting. And then yoga and meditation throughout all of it. And this helps kind of like realign and, and find, uh, you know, it, it, your peace, your oneness, yourself. And Roger said it helps with injuries. Uh, as I was reading about it, it helps with anxiety. It helps with all kinds of stuff. So Roger said he had just came off a 12-day, this Panchakarma cleanse, and was feeling lots of gratitude. And that's why he put his, his Instagram post out there, because he was feeling a lot of gratitude uh, to his friends. Now, Rowdy, something you had said yesterday, uh, you were kind of keeping tabs on. Uh, there's conspiracy theorists everywhere. Some just, if you got a blue check mark and you say things, it's it's taken like like gospel. And if you don't have a blue check mark, people call you crazy. And then you just wait a couple of weeks, and it turns out the crazy people are actually right, and the ones with the blue check marks are actually wrong. But Rowdy, you were saying a bunch of those blue check marks were saying that Rogers' photo with. Uh, the one with Devontae Adams on the right side and Randall Cobb on the left side with no Rodgers in the middle. Uh, what were what were the blue check marks saying about that? Yeah, they were basically talking about how at every national anthem, he's between both of them. And since that was the last photo from the game where he was out with COVID mm-hmm. and those two guys still standing there meant that he wasn't there and that means he's retiring and he wasn't coming back. Yeah, and Rodgers... Were you there when Rogers addressed that? Or you because eventually in Rogers in Rogers interview, I looked at Rowdy. I'm like, I don't really want to listen to this anymore. And Rowdy eventually was like, I've had enough of this. I can't listen to this anymore. Then you, I went and got food. Were you there when Rogers talked about the picture between? Yeah, uh, yeah. He he was basically talking about the respect and love he had for those two guys. Yeah, he's like, it's, <laughs> what, what did he say? It's my favorite picture of the season. Uh, the respect and love and the brotherhood and friendships that I have with those two guys to, you know, since I wasn't there to basically have me there in between them to have that open spot. Roger said he even cried when he saw the picture. It meant so much to him. And um, from what I could gather was it doesn't sound like to me that Rogers is going to be forcing his way uh, to another team with the trade. To me, Rowdy, it's it sounds like he's either coming back or possible retirement. What you what was your takeaway from Rogers and his from the Panchakarma cleanse to talking about his, his friends and brotherhood to eventually, I guess, reading a book. What, what was your takeaway from the Pat McAfee show interview? Um, absolutely no takeaway about his <laughs> retirement status or if he's coming back. And whew, probably for the last year plus, yeah, I've been on the he's coming back to the Packers or he retires, and I'm sticking on that point. Yeah. And with the cleanse thing, I've done two cleanses, nowhere near any of this type of stuff. No. <laughs> I, I can't I don't know. I can't talk about it. I, I can't speak on it. I've never done it. 
Yeah, I've never I've never done the Panchakarma treatment. I've done, uh, and not to make you cringe at six ten in the morning, Rody. I have participated, uh, done enemas before. It's it's very you feel like a new man afterwards. You're lighter on your feet. You definitely feel cleaned out. I'll say that. Uh, coffee enemas are a thing. That if you want to get your day going, I tell you what, that'll that'll really give you a. Get you really going. But this Panchakarma thing, Rowdy, uh, uh, a method of cleansing the body of all unwanted waste after lubricating it. Uh, I've done, have you done any, like, fasts where you haven't ate for a while? Yeah, it's called wrestling season. <laughs> That's a good point. Remember were you? Remember my swamp water that I had for? Yeah, those were, that was disgusting looking. It literally looked like you went to a, a pond yeah. and took out a thing of water and was drinking it. So I did a three-day cleanse slash fast where you don't eat anything. Um, I called it swamp water. Uh, my wife and I did it. Essentially it was, it was celery juice. Um, what else, how else was in it? Ginger. I think there's some kale, a couple other superfoods in there. And that's all I had to essentially drink and eat drink for three days. So it was a three day cleanse. I will say after the three day cleanse, my mental clarity was more sharp than it had ever had been. My body had never felt better. Um, I'd say after the first 24 hours, the hunger subsides, and then you lose the grumpiness a little bit. Uh, my body had never felt better. My mind had never felt better, and I just felt rejuvenated uh, spiritually uh, as a person. Cleanses have huge health benefic- uh, beneficial factors that are pretty crazy. But, Rowdy, this Panchakarma cleanse, uh, 12 days of induced vomiting, uh, evacuating both ends, a lot of yoga, a lot of meditation, very, 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 uh, very wild. And it's been around for 3,000 years. I think it's funny. Here's what made me laugh the most. The people that can can no longer stand Aaron Rodgers, right, the ones that uh, when Rodgers, you know, come to find out he was immunized, they didn't take the, the vaccine that they wanted him to take, right, Rowdy? Um, all those people kind of now have turned their back on Aaron Rodgers, right? Like the Grant Billses of the world and stuff, the Peter Bukowskis, the Aaron Naglers of the world, right? Wasn't Aaron Rodgers their king for the longest time? For a very long time, And yes. then when they found out that Rodgers didn't align with their beliefs, then it was time to cancel Aaron Rodgers and force him out the door in any way possible. Am I wrong in saying that? I think that was – that's not everyone, but that is definitely a faction of people. Yeah, and that faction of people, wouldn't you say that they would consider themselves very, uh, they have to be very inclusive? Like they want everyone to feel comfortable and they want to welcome all and they don't want to oppress any ideas and oppress any cultures. Am I wrong in saying that? Like those type of people? I would say for the most part, that's how they perceive themselves. And wouldn't you say that they're actually very hypocritical? Because, Major- majority of them, yes. Because this Panchakarma treatment, this cleanse, which has been around for over 3,000 years, is huge. In India, and huge with you know their beliefs, and Aaron Rodgers, who has taken keen to Eastern medicine, now everyone wants to just beg on Rodgers for doing this. How dare he do something that's uh, not within their lines? Doesn't it sound very discriminatory for other cultures, Rowdy, and what they practice and belief? These same people that do scream in your face about being inclusive. Am I wrong in saying this? No, I actually. So the the one that I did. It's like uh, two weeks where you cleanse, and then it's two weeks of, like eating healthy with no alcohol. Yeah, I actually lost like twenty pounds. Yeah, it's very very healthy. It was beneficial. like in thirty one days. So Rogers have has done this cleanse. Um, it, it stems from I'm, I'm going to butcher the the pronunciation of it, but it stems from Ayurveda is attributed to Don Vitar. I can't even say Don Vitar, the the physician of the gods in Hindu mythology is the one who uh, started this. These concepts of this kind of cleanse and diet come from the second millennia of B.C. when it was the cleanse of the gods and something that's been practiced for so long. And Rogers has come out to say, right, that he is allergic to an ingredient that's in the vaccine. Uh, He also didn't want to get the J&J, which has been linked to myocarditis, uh, inflamed hearts. And he said the risks uh, do not outweigh the rewards of getting it. And people scream to the high heavens now after yesterday that Aaron Rodgers will do all of this but won't jab himself with something that he said he's allergic to and an ingredient and whatnot. Yet now they want to take on a 3,000-plus-year-old cleanse and vilify 
Aaron Rodgers for it. I, the hypocrisy, Rowdy, and the the vitriol for Rodgers for doing what he wants to do with his own body just absolutely blows my mind. Isn't it, isn't it wild to see these people just kind of twist themselves into a pretzel and into a knot and then to just make themselves look like complete hypocrites? Yeah, I just scroll by these people at this point for most of their content. For most of it I do as well, but my God, it, it just gets so hilarious to see some of these people just the mental gymnastics to try and come after Aaron Rodgers is hilarious to me. And that for therefore, I want Rodgers to come back to the Packers. I'm trying to think of the longest I've gone without eating and drinking. I think it had to be when fat testing the last year of wrestling. I think it was about two and a half days of not eating and a day and a half of not drinking. Yeah, I went three days. Well, I was drinking that swamp water, but three days without eating on that cleanse. That was when I started at about a buck fifty three, buck fifty four, and qualified for one twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude, how'd that go for you? Did you feel like a new man, or were you like withering away? You're like, oh. no, lunchtime the the day of, I was like almost ready to break. <laughs> uh, all right, here we got the phone lines blowing up. But I made it to after school, weighed in, passed. Let's go. Twitter poll. Really quick, then we'll get into uh, Rogers, what he said on the Pat McAfee show besides the first thing he opened with. Now, Rowdy and I were watching the Pat McAfee show yesterday in our office, and we were very intrigued of what Rogers was going to say. Is he going to retire? Is he going to stay at the Packers? Is he going to go somewhere else? Rowdy hit the nail on the head, though, before Rogers even made his appearance. And Rowdy, you said what? Yeah, I basically looked at you, tapped you on the shoulder, and go, you know what? I bet he's not even going to say anything here. It's He still has time to make his decision from the date that he set. Why, you know, I just have a feeling he's not saying anything. And when it comes to his status as playing for the Packers, retiring or elsewhere, he said nothing. First thing out of his mouth was, anyone tuning in for this? I haven't made up my mind, but it'll be coming soon. And then the next thing out of his mouth was talking about this Panchakarma cleanse. 12 days. Now, Rowdy, should I be concerned with this? Uh, Two things. I have the Twitter poll out. How much would it take for you to do the Aaron Rodgers cleanse? I'll tell you what he did. The options are free. I'll do it for free for the health benefits. Your second option is I would need thousands of dollars. The third option, I would need millions of dollars. And the fourth option was I just wouldn't do it at all. And this three-day cleanse, and my wife just uh, messaged me, and, and, and Jenny, don't take any offense to this, but she just said, okay, I'm really interested in this 12-day cleanse. What does it entail? Now, Rowdy, if we know anything about me, it's I have this uh, happy wife, happy life philosophy. I think a lot of married guys do. And usually, you know, my wife, Jen, she tells me to jump. I most times say how high. The question is, if my wife wanted to do this cleanse, would I with her? Well, Jenny, here is the cleanse. And, Rowdy, let me get your opinion on this. Well, let me just say this first. No, you don't have to do it with them because remember, always remember the saying, Ebo, my body, my choice. That's true. Does Jen get half my body then since we're married? No. I've seen the pond water. Yeah, the swamp water. I called it. Rowdy, I was on a three-day cleanse with my wife. It was, I called it swamp water. It was, and Jenny, if you're listening, you have the, can you text me the ingredients again? I know there was celery in there, a lot of celery juice. There was some kale, some ginger, uh, some turmeric, I do believe. Rowdy, you you didn't try it, did you? No. You, did you I looked it? at it. And what did it look like? Pond water. Like it it just, looked like you went out to the nearest pond and scooped up about a mason jar worth of it. Uh, lemongrass was in it. Uh, lemongrass as well. I just got the text from Jen. And Rowdy, yeah, I did a three-day cleanse of this. And it's, it didn't smell good. It didn't, it didn't taste good either, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, for the first, I did a three-day cleanse. The first 24 hours, I was very grumpy. You know, very grumpy. But the two days after that, actually, I felt rejuvenated. Uh, mental clarity. Um anxiety had gone away my body felt like it was just like you know loose and easy i felt like a a new man that was a three-day cleanse of swamp water here's the aaron Rodgers, the the panchakarma cleanse and let me ask uh 608-321-6070 the listeners oh we have breaking news oh what out of green bay packers have created almost 10.9 million dollars in 2022 cap space by restructuring the contract of nose tackle Kenny Clark. There you go, Kenny Clark, breaking news. Green Bay converted 13.6 of Clark's 2022 compensation into a signing bonus, added two void years to his deal, chipping away to create some space. That is a Field Yates tweet from six minutes ago. Just chipping away. 
cool, awesome. We'll talk about that momentarily. Kenny Clark restructuring. But real quick, back on this, you know, the the more important topic: what Rogers did to his body. And here, let me ask. It's uh, three days of ghee therapy. Ghee is clarified butter, uh, huge in India. I actually have some in my fridge. It's very good for cooking. Three days of ghee therapy, which you eat so much it makes you evacuate both ends. There's a day of therapeutic vomiting. There's another day of laxative therapy. A lot of puking and crapping. Three days of herb drops in your nose. Many days of enemas. And then you also do yoga and meditation throughout all of this. My wife says she's very intrigued by this. The question is, will I come home? We already have ghee in the fridge. Will I come home and my wife's vomiting and and crapping and ask me to do it with her? That's the question. Rowdy, you said it would take you how much money? I'd do it for 50 grand. So you'd be in the thousands in the Twitter poll. Thousands of dollars. Yeah, if you want to, if you're going to attempt this type of um, cleanse, you should also make sure you have plenty of TP at home. Well, I would just jump in the shower. Like, I feel like if you'd be wiping so much, your ass would be raw. You know what I'm saying? Like, just jump in the shower and clean it up. So, Rowdy was going for $50,000. I've done these, cl- not specifically this cleanse, but I've done a cleanse, not induced vomiting and crapping. I've done a cleanse for, well, it cost me money, but I would say for free because I still had to buy the stuff. And my wife did just text me and said, don't forget, we do have the enema bucket at home, too. <laughs> Rowdy's face. <laughs> Free for the health benefits, thousands of dollars, millions of dollars, or I wouldn't do it at all. Rowdy is thousands of dollars. If I were to do I mean, free for health benefits, I probably would lean because I've already kind of done stuff like this. But I guess if I wanted to make money, I, I guess I already did it. It's I already have the track record. Free for health benefits, Rowdy. That's where I'm put in at. Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code THEZONE125. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. All right, breaking news then, right, Rowdy? Kenny Clark restructuring the contract. Um, you said Field Yates had reported this? Yeah, Field Yates sent the tweet out. It was six minutes after I uh, read it. Or, sorry, before I read it. So that's uh, making moves. That's that's pretty big for the Packers to get, you know, because they were, what, were they 55 million? Yeah, it's like one of the first dominoes to fall for the Packers in uh, the offseason, right? They're talking about some of those major contracts that they could restructure, mm-hmm. guys that they could potentially extend, and that's the first domino to fall for the Packers outside of signing signing all those players that they, you know, randomly cut towards the end for roster space or, you know, bringing in an extra kicker like they did yesterday. Yeah. This is the first real domino. Yep. Uh, the next one, I see the scuttlebutt's like, okay, now extend Jair to clear up more cap. Well, the elephant in the room is Aaron Rodgers, obviously. And Rodgers, when he was on the Pat McAfee show yesterday, he said he has not a, no decision yet. But Rowdy... Something the Packers have been doing, same as other teams, right? The Broncos and Nathaniel Hackett have been trying to, we, what we dub it, an arms race, essentially, to stack up like who Rodgers likes the most on their team to get him to come come to them. When the Hackett hired a couple of Packer guys and some former teammates and whatever. Yeah, pretty much. That's what it seems like the Broncos are doing, but who knows? Yeah, maybe maybe the Broncos maybe the Broncos don't want Aaron Rodgers. But true, maybe they want Jordan Love. Wasn't that a stupid report you saw? <laughs> But, Rowdy, um, something that you had said, and we had, you got him, when the Packers hired Tom Clements, Tom Clements was retired. Why do you think the Packers hired Tom Clements to be quarterback's coach? Yeah, this was the reason I saw it, and it makes 100% sense. You're not bringing back a guy that was with you for over a decade that's nearly 70 years old to come out of retirement to coach a guy like Jordan Love or Kurt Benkert. Yeah. No offense to those guys, but that guy's only coming out of retirement to coach one person. That's the four-time league MVP and back-to-back reigning MVP in Aaron Rodgers. And freshly off a 12-day cleanse of enemas and induced vomiting, Aaron Rodgers. Well, Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show did talk about if he still likes playing football and he specifically goes out of his way to name a certain individual. Take a listen. I do. I love the game. I was thinking I've played, I think, 25 years of competitive football. I didn't start until I was in eighth grade, but... uh, 
it's it's what I've known. You know, it's it's a passion. It's a stress reliever, not a stress inducer for the most part. Uh, and it's the it's the relationships that you that you get out of the game that are just so special. You know, being able to to see, especially in the off season, you know, see former teammates or even in season, you know, seeing guys who we played with and other teams and keeping those friendships alive. And now the internet allows for multiple ways to keep in touch with guys, not just text messages. But the game's given me a lot, and I'm very, very thankful uh, for that. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things you, you take into account, and, and I think about, you know, my health and where it's at, and this is, like, a great way to reset your system. So there's some of the things I do in the offseason to kind of, like, get my body back to where I want it. Um, but, you know, there's there's a lot to decide. I still want to have conversations with with the, you know some of my close friends and, and current teammates. Obviously, yeah. you know, Tom Clements got hired to be the quarterback coach of the Packers. Tom and I go way back. I love Tom. I mean, Tom is – I owe him so much credit for my development. So I'm, I'm happy to see him back in a game. The game is better when Tom Clements is coaching because he's one of those special – special coach. It doesn't get all the credit he deserves. He's kind of just been uh, one of those lifer guys uh, in the business, but fantastic teacher of the game and, and uh, great for young players as well. Like when I was a young player, offseason was obviously different back then, but man, he was instrumental in my development for sure. Rowdy, how about that resounding review from Aaron Rodgers about Tom Clements? That's, that sounds like a guy who's very happy with the Packers getting Tom Clements to be the quarterback's coach. Sounds like a guy to me that likes that move and says, you know what, maybe I'll run it back with the pack. Yeah, and I think it's also someone that I, he obviously respects. It's it, it's a lot different bringing in a Tom Clemens that's you know been there, done that, right? Mm-hmm. You've been with him before. He's obviously proven in the league. Then say a guy that's you know maybe a a young changeup that maybe he's only thirty five years old, and Aaron Rodgers like, well. I'm older than this cat. I've been around longer than this cat, and I know more than this cat. You yep. know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, if that could potentially happen, especially when you have an older quarterback that is in the league for a long time, and some of these, you know, young up and coming assistants. Yeah, and Rodgers is like, yo, this is. Do you think that Tom Clements was hired to help Jordan Love's development? I mean, it'll help. Obviously, it wouldn't hurt. No. But do you think he's there to, to tutor Jordan Love, come out of retirement for Jay Love? But who knows? I mean, there's been a lot of reports. There's been reports in the last week talking about how it sounds like the the Packers and Aaron Rodgers are working on a multiple-year multiple extension. Mm-hmm. There's been reports saying that the Packers are shopping Jordan Love. Yep. I mean, I think all signs are pointing towards... Aaron Rodgers is coming back to Green Bay, and I know Vegas has changed their odds. It was like my, it was like minus uh, three hundred or three to one odds that he would come back to the Packers, and now I saw it was moved to minus three fifty after that Pat McAfee interview, aka three and a half to one odds that he's coming back to Green Bay. I, I do think it makes sense, and plus you're starting to see that some of these restructuring deals are taking place. The exact same things they did last year to help get under the cap and sign more players for the quote-unquote last dance. But now we're talking about the last last this is, dance. This is the last last dance, I swear. And Maybe. if he signs an extension, it'll, it'll add another last before that. This is the last last dance, I swear. Maybe. Maybe not. Uh, so, Nelly, I was looking here at CBSSports.com and where they're not freaking out about Greg Gard and the Wisconsin Badgers trying to cancel them for n- nothing. Uh, they do have some good points about other things. Uh, I don't even know if this is a good point, though. I said the, every every team in the NFLs must lock up free agent. Who do you think uh, the Packers is? Well, technically he's not a free agent, so I'm not going to say Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to go with Devontae Adams. Correctamundo. Here's a little snippet. Need we say more? Devontae Adams, even if Aaron Rodgers is retiring or relocating, they'd be obligated to lock him up and then auction him off. Or... Keep him around for the next quarterback. He's one of the top two pass catchers in the entire NFL. What do you think of that? That's a no-brainer right there. Well, I think, one, yeah, that sounds good on paper in an article, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone's going to read it and think, yeah, this is really great. Great article. Yeah, well done. Uh, Next, you're going to tell me they probably uh, re-signed Devondre Campbell. 
But when you look on it, you know, you actually dive into it. Does Devontae Adams want to play with the next quarterback? Because I got the vibe that he didn't want to. This is this is a two way street here to get contracts done. Obviously, it's a two way street. Look at the you know the MLB owners in the league versus the players association. Yeah, you both got to agree on a, a contract. Adams has been very. He very, was all in the last dance with Rodgers too. Well, he's been very sure and has has made it a point to say that he does not need Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he loves Aaron Rodgers. That's his guy. 12's his guy. But he does not need Aaron Rodgers. Case in point, remember when he balled out with Brett Hudley? He's literally said that. Now, yeah. does that mean, yeah, I'm attached to Aaron Rodgers? If Aaron Rodgers comes back, I'm coming back? Maybe. Maybe. Does it mean he might want to test the waters and really get paid elsewhere because he can do it with another quarterback or does he like green Bay and he can do it with any quarterback and that's Jordan love. Like there's a lot of different, um, didn't you get the vibe that Devonte was connected with Rogers? Like he didn't want to be in green Bay if Rogers wasn't there. I, I don't think he's necessarily connected Aaron Rodgers. I think he'd be willing to take a more team friendly deal to stay with Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. but he doesn't necessarily need that. Like, say his team-friendly deal is like $20 million a year for the next three years, four years, where Green Bay's like, eh, we don't want to offer yeah, that. Yeah. And they say throw out $15 million. Obviously, that's not going to be a real number. And and then he's like, absolutely no way I'm walking. Mm-hmm. Like, I, what, what do you think that number would probably be? I would say the team-friendly deal long-term would probably be over $25 million still. Yeah. Like, well, what, what was the report? He wanted $35 mil? Yeah, the report was thirty five mil. Not happening. I don't think I can see him getting more than thirty. Yeah. The I mean team, they can franchise him. Yeah, team friendly's probably closer to like twenty five, twenty eight. Mm-hmm. I like I like I said, I don't think he's connected to Rogers. I think it's easier to keep him here on a team more friendly deal if Rogers is here. Because yeah. obviously we know that those two, especially if they're both commanding top of the line salary for their position. It's going to be extremely hard for the Packers to keep both of them and put a competitive team on the field. <laughs> but I did mention it because I just think it's so crazy with like the salary cap and all the different loopholes and changing from, you know, base salary to, to uh, signing bonuses where they, there was a graph with every single team on it and they showed where they sit right now and where they could potentially go to if they used every single move to their, um, advantage and it was like yeah the Packers yeah they're like what was it 60 million dollars above the cap space right now but if they did every single move possible to get under the cap they could somehow carve out like 45 million dollars of salary yeah I remember that graph you said that's a that's a huge range almost a hundred million dollar difference that is crazy they can figure it out the cap is our guy J.A. Krebs Jordan always tweets him he's like the cap is just funny money dude just pretend I'm inclined to agree. And, I mean, you saw it today. Look at what the Packers already did their first move with Kenny Clark. And, I mean, look at what happened. They've already freed up, what, $13 or whatever it was? That was off of one guy's deal. Here's something to think about. Speaking of J.A. Krebs, he says, I would rather trade Adams for two wideouts so Rodgers is forced to throw it to someone not named Devontae. Huh, interesting thought. You guys are talking about Johnny Davis and being, uh, or Johnny Davis being the, um, possible Naismith, whatever. Yeah, he's, he's one made, of the front runners. It made me go back and look, and that don't mean a whole lot. Like, it means, it means, hey, I was the best player in college, but if you go back and look, like, the only players on there that have been any good, like Zion was there, but Luca, Luca, whatever his name is, from Iowa. Oh, Luca Garza? Yeah, I haven't even heard his name called. I think like he's with the whole, Pistons. See, a lot of a lot of people like want to equate like how you do in college to NBA, which I know it gets for draft picks and whatnot. I I honestly don't care how Johnny Davis would be as an NBA player. I just want him to be good for the Badgers. I don't care oh, about no, no. how he'll be in the NBA. I honestly I, don't care. Like if you're a good college player, you're a good college player, and I want you to be good for the Badgers. Oh, for sure, and I get that. But I was just it made me go back and look because I was like because I know Kaminsky won it. You hear like I'm, I'm sure it's great. Guys. I'm just great individually for the well, player themselves. And the basketball to have draft way. just in general is all about potential. Yeah, speculation and potential because there's really only like five guys every year in the draft that are actually going to come into your team and, and make a real difference. Like Luke, <laughs> Luca Garza was a great player at Iowa. 
but he was a second round pick for a reason. He's very limited when it yeah. got to professional basketball. And you look at him and he looks like his name should be Luca. You know what I mean? Like he looks like a Luca. I mean, like, he's currently playing for the Pistons, averaging five points and three rebounds. I guess I don't know any other Lucas. So Luca Doncic. Uh, well, oh, it's, it's, yeah, there you go. Like, like, but I, I was th- Luca Doncic. So he's a whole other animal. But, but, but seriously, go back and look at that list. The last ten players, like Trey Burke's on there. There's tons and tons, and you're like, man. There's only a handful, maybe out of the 50s, there's probably like 15 or 20. Hey, Paul, you want to hear a funny story about Trey Burke? So back in the day, we're sitting there watching the draft, and I think, yeah, because Giannis and I are the same age, I think it was right after our senior year of high school, and we're like, man, who do you want to take in the draft? And me, me and two other buddies, and me and this one buddy both agreed, hey, if Trey Burke is there, the Bucks better take him. Instead, they take some European kid, and we're like, "Oh, great! Here's some another European bum." Turns out it's Giannis. <laughs> we, I think everyone thought that. Like, oh, the Bucks don't draft some European guy; he's going to flame out. Then they get Giannis. I'm like, "How the hell do you say that guy's name?" And oh god, the Bucks are at it again. And boy, was everyone else wrong. It's easy to root for. It's easy to root for uh, Giannis. So even as no, he's the man. I love you. Like, Giannis is like the Giannis is like a breath of a breath of fresh air. It's insane. Yeah, nothing, nothing was handed to him. He wasn't. He didn't come up like his story. I mean, he, I think he's going to have that biopic out uh, like uh, on his on his life sooner than later. Um, his story is absolutely incredible. Yeah, I, I remember seeing reading something. Him and his brother used to share shoes. They would take turns playing because they were so poor. They would switch shoes back and forth. Yeah, and play, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. cool. So, and he's a hard worker, and not. Yeah, he's I, a family I, I got, man. Oh yeah, he's a, he's a. I like him. He's easy to like. He's easy to root for. Yeah. Polly, we love you, brother. Take right. it easy, boys. See you, homie. <laughs> A question I'm thinking. I'll never forget that, though, because oh, so we, the, Trey Giannis? Burke had just come yeah. off of that Final Four run with Michigan, and he was incredible. And it was literally a kid from Greece you'd never heard of. And the Bucks, basically in my lifetime drafting Europeans, never have had out. zero success. Yeah. And then you get up there, and you see this kid, and he he's shy. He doesn't speak good English. Oh, he, dude, he, his, he's skinnier than a rail, and you're like, really? This is the guy they drafted. I I remember when the Bucks were up to draft. I'm like, please don't, because the Bucks were not good. It's like, please, 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 not not. And the track record for the European players, right? Where you're like, you'll you'll draft some guy out of Europe. He won't want to be in Milwaukee because there's already that track record of them not wanting to be there. And then I'll just flame out, and you'll be left wondering, wow, we waste another draft pick. Well, they get Giannis. Everyone I knew was like pissed. Like, who is this? Who? Who? Yeah, I thought it would be. I yeah, I have uh, no problem admitting I thought he'd be another bomb. This is one of the first things he said. Hi, Milwaukee. I'm Giannis Adetokounmpo. Can you say my name? No, I, I had to put it phonetically on the board. I'm like, I even I was like, do I bother even learning this guy's name? He's not giving me anything. Well, I would love to hear um, the GM. Uh, is it was it John Hammond at the time? Yeah. That drafted him. Yeah, I would love to hear what he thought about Giannis. Like, obviously, they, he thought enough of him to draft him. But I'm talking about like what he thought the actual odds were that this kid would become like a legit NBA All Star. So they because were, it's all NBA draft is all draft on potential, especially outside of those top five picks. If I remember correctly, there was another. I think it was the Atlanta Hawks that were actually on the Giannis Antetokounmpo trail from Greece. But they had like no, no nothing on him because like he played in like a dilapidated gym that like like think of it like a YMCA that was like no longer like functioning. Like I'd love to hear Hammond's reason being like, yeah, we thought that this kid had a twenty five percent to be like a superstar. Well, they're like, like I watched. There's a really good. It was uh, outside the lines. It was the greatest NBA. Uh, what was the? I have right here. Here it is. The greatest NBA draft story ever told outside the lines about Giannis. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski did a, the story on it, and it was this dude who was like turning a bunch of heads in Greece. Uh, he was a young kid, very raw, huge wingspan, and they're like, "This guy is just." They didn't know exactly what it was, but they had something. So they kept scouting him, scouting him, and then eventually, I think it was the Atlanta Hawks were initially going to draft Giannis, if I remember correctly, and then something had happened in the draft where. Um, they got scared off of the trail or they wanted someone else that fell. And then the Bucks, John Hammond was also on the trail of Giannis and he was like, I'll take him." And the rest is history. Bucks get their NBA championship. First time in 50 years. 
Giannis scores 50 points in the closeout game and then goes get 50 nuggets from Chick-fil-A. And now he wants to run it back. Crazy. And just probably another reason why an 18-year-old me probably shouldn't have been an NBA exec. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I, everyone I knew at the time like was like disappointed with the pick. It's like, yeah, all right, then, then now look at us. Hey, back to that Giannis versus Trey Burke. Could yeah. you imagine if they did draft Trey Burke? No. You basically get a, a backup guard. Yeah, we'd have no championship. <laughs> you'd, have, you'd have no championship. Well, I doubt the Lazarus and Edens would even be owning the Bucks. It'd probably be it would have been, Cole. It would have been Pucks for Bucks. Pucks for Bucks. Pucks for Bucks. That'd be on every single billboard. Well, didn't the Supersonics or the the Zombie Sonics, didn't they want to swoop in and like and kind of make a move back to Seattle, the Bucks, if they bought the franchise? And I think a lot of people would have let them. Pucks for Bucks. Uh, I think we're going to get our guy Kirby from Wisconsin Brewing Company in. I'm glad we can be in person because the past couple ones been phone, which I do. I don't mind, but I like looking you in the eyes and drinking your beer. Man, you think about that though. The best player on that team probably is, you're not making you're not making the holiday trade. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, he's not. not on your team. He's not. Brooke Lopez never signs a, a cheap deal. Bobby Portis never wants to come here. Um, Chris Middleton was traded for. He's probably your best player. You're probably in the 10 seat or lower range. Frodo. No, you're definitely in the lottery. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably in the top five for the lottery. Yep. Consistently. 